0: What's up designers and decorators it's Timothy from the ID Consultant podcast welcome if this is your first time hello i'm happy you're here and if this is your multiple time listening in <laughs> welcome back i love you and your support today i'm going to talk about the 10 most unexpected challenges in the design industry today that designers face and i'm going to be brutally honest here i go through all these all the fucking time as you get you know bigger and better at your job and more seasoned this comes a bit easier for you there's are there are a lot of things I've gotten a lot better at since starting obviously but without further ado first and foremost is managing time I blow at this because for me I my mind just goes a million miles a second so for me to manage my time is like i I, I can't even do it because it's just really difficult for me. So I have to constantly write things down. I have to make sure that I have a to-do list. And for design firms, time management skills are an absolute must. There's only so many hours in a day, and obviously the workday too. If you're someone like me who has like, you know, the 70-30 rule of 70% work, 30%, you know, just life, personal life, then it's crucial that you get shit done within, you know, that 70% of your time that's dedicated to work and obviously owning a design firm it's really even more difficult because you have design clients business employees if you do and you know the the list goes on and on and on and on and on number two selling your big idea so one of the biggest challenges I've even had and this is this is actually just recent too in this last project I had a huge idea to do in this kitchen and I needed to sell that to the client and it wound up working but oftentimes I only have like pictures of a floor plan to try to express the feel of an entire room and it's really hard to sell things to clients who just don't have that skill to visualize so do whatever it takes to get your ideas across show as much fabric samples as much mood boards as possible and your client will always appreciate the extra effort that you take to try to get them to understand your design but that's a challenge for me and even till this day of 10 years of doing design there are certain clients that i literally just cannot sell to because they are i can't even think of a word right now to be quite honest with you but they're just really difficult three handling the books honestly i don't i've never hired a cpa i don't have a cpa i do everything on my own because i don't want that liability put on someone else if there's something wrong with the books then i take full 100% responsibility for it and i don't want to get into a legal battle with like a cpa if the books are wrong find out that they weren't doing it it's just it's a huge fucking mess designers have to handle the books from invoices to purchase orders accounting me i put extra work on me because every everything in a design My clients actually approve. So I will literally, I'm not even fucking kidding. If there is, you know, I'm approving the the color of, like, if we're using cabinetry as an example. I'm approving the color. I'm approving the style. I'm approving the wood. I'm approving the the amount of layers of paint, I'm approving the sheen of the paint, I'm approving the hardware, I'm approving the location of the hardware down to like, you know, three inches or so from the top and, you know, half an inch from the side. I'm approving how many, like, shelves are in that cabinet. I'm approving the size of the shelves, how the holes are gonna be, like, literally anything you can think of, I'm appro- I'm getting that approved by clients because number one I've learned is clients will always or when i mean not all clients of course but my clients i should say will always not remember things and then it comes down to me to be like yeah well you know here's here's the reason why this is like this because you approved it being like that i never used to be like that and it bit me in the ass so many times so i just Stopped And now I do extra work for myself with all those approval processes because it also helps with handling the books too. Every change is a change order is a dollar made. So many designers are opting to use accounting softwares and stuff like that. I use QuickBooks personally. It does streamline the processing of bookkeeping, but just, you know, handling the books and handling client files is really, really crucial. And of course it's a challenge because there's just so many moving parts to every design. There's the budget, there's the material, there's the overhead, there's being um, in handling, then there's Uncle Sam you have to worry about, then, you know, there's so many moving parts. But once you pat down handling the books and you get that to a point where you could do it in your sleep, then you're, you're good as golden. Four, maintaining client expectations. This really hasn't been a challenge for me recently. Probably within the last four years because I've gotten a lot better at that with handling uh, client expectations. But if you've worked with a client with sky-high expectations. I want to decorate my whole house or design my whole house. It's a 4000 square foot uh, house for, you know, $10,000. You're like, uh, excuse me, no, not possible." But being a designer is all about working with people and managing their expectations. But don't get discouraged. Set boundaries and work within the budget and don't forget the timeline. Working within the budget's really really easy too if you have the overall and if you have your thumb on the pulse of the budget. Budgeting is a whole separate, you know, ball game because there's so many moving parts in that and things change and stuff like that. In my design process, I specifically have time frames where I'm reviewing the budget consistently and making sure that new items that are coming in are, you know, within that budget and so on and so forth. Working within fast turnarounds, that's probably my biggest challenge too because clients have that expectation that, "Oh, you know, because I watched HGTV, fucking last week. The Property Brothers, they turned out a whole kitchen in, in fucking four days. Well, yeah. You know why? Because Property Brothers, they're, they're, there's so many things, I won't even get into that. Because of the internet and because of HDTV clients have a ridiculous expectation of when things can happen. So maybe your client wants the project to be done next month or next week. Whatever the timeline is, the interior designers often find themselves working within you know t- very, very tight turnarounds. I, for one, charge my clients for extra fast turnaround. And the reason why is because that's a lot more focus I have to put on their project as a designer. That's a lot more detail that I have to go through to make sure things are gonna go smooth. So it's an opportunity, even though it's a challenge, it's an opportunity for you to make more money working within tight tight turnarounds. So definitely charge your client more. If they want you to do something faster than, than what you're telling them that it's it's possible, just say yes, absolutely, I can get it done. It's gonna take a lot more time on your end, but if the client's willing to pay more, then absolutely do it. Number six, introducing trends in timeless style. One of the hardest roles that I found as a designer is introducing the latest trends because they're always fucking changing. Like today, silk wallpaper will be in, then like not even tomorrow, less than time than tomorrow, like in the middle of the fucking night, oh, silk is out. Um, It's not really that fast, but it sure seems like it. You don't want your client to feel frustrated when the space is outdated after a few months. So it's really important to introduce timeless styles and trends and make sure that they are going to be timeless so that way you don't have to worry about your client hating it in a month. Number seven, managing costs. I have to monitor budgets extremely closely and I just touched base on this, but if a client changes their mind or a project turns longer than anticipated, you can find yourself in a tight situation, especially when those clients have the wrong expectations. Expectations if they were set by you or if they're set by themselves always going to be difficult to manage costs when there are so many moving parts and when things can change in in literally the blink of an eye eight Handling self-promotion. So I purposely use a lot of social media because I I love social media. I'm always on it. I'm a whore. Don't. It's okay. I mean, I there are people out there who are worse than me, and I've come to terms with that. Um, Self-promotion is one of the things that I've struggled with a lot. You have to constantly be on it, if not half the time that you're doing design. You have to constantly update everyone, and it's a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of a lot of work even these podcasts for example they take a lot because i'm running so much you know throughout the week like right now it's 11:44 in the morning and i'm talking fast purposely because I have to leave at noon, and that's in less than 15 minutes. So I'm like, let me get a podcast in because I want to do it more. I love doing it. But anyway, self promotion is a big thing. Use Pinterest, Instagram. There's um, a social media automation tool I use called Social Mako. M-A-K as in kite. O as an Oscar. So go head over. That's not a sponsorship, by the way. I wish it was. Social Mako. S-O-C-I-A-L-M-A-K-O dot com, and that's what I use. It's super cheap, super easy. You could schedule all your Instagram. You could. Schedule Twitter, you could schedule Facebook, you could schedule LinkedIn. Uh, there's so much on there. So check them out, and that will definitely help with getting your social media up and running. And that, in essence, will be self promotion. Number nine, working on the go. I use my phone a lot, it's attached to my hip and it's actually my personal phone. and I'm really pondering if I should get a second phone for business. Working on the go, just because you're not at the office doesn't mean work stops. As a designer, you're constantly keeping up with the clients. I get phone, like just in the time that I'm recording, I've gotten four missed calls. So it's important that you consider a cloud-based business management software that gives you access to your stuff everywhere you go. Design Manager, for example, and again, this is not sponsored, but Design Manager does work on the cloud. I can access it anywhere. It's really fantastic. I can look at client notes i can write client notes and literally it's just great and i think i actually touched base on it on design manager um in my episode about the tools i use as a designer so check that one out i forgot what episode it is but look at the titles and last but not least remembering to take a personal break from yourself uh or not from yourself but from your work i constantly run into issues with remembering to even eat lunch so just set yourself reminders, maybe like a a calendar reminder or something like that. And always remember that you're important and that you deserve literally all the time in the world and you need to take care of yourself. So if you're listening right now and you haven't taken a break, go get a healthy snack, go get some water in you and just take some you time, maybe meditate. Yeah, that's all I have. 10 unexpected challenges interior designers face today. Please let me know if you want to hear anything on the podcast. Email me at timothy at theidsconsultant.com. And if you haven't yet, please hit the subscribe button and shoot me a review if you like my podcast. And if you don't like it, still review me. I don't care. Just be honest with me and I'm not going to lose any sleep. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Please subscribe. Namaste.